You are listening to the Mayor's Report with Pauline Russo-Cutter, Mayor of the City of San Leandro. As a way to keep you informed, Mayor Cutter will provide updates and activities happening around town. And now, Mayor Cutter. Hello, I'm Pauline Russo-Cutter. I'm the Mayor of San Leandro, and this is your very first Mayor's Report. Um, It's going to be a brief audio digest of city updates and activities um, that are underway for me to communicate to the nearly 90,000 residents we have. And I have the privilege to represent you all on behalf of the city, and communication is very important to each of our council members, and this is a new program we're starting. So I'd like to also get your opinion. What do you think about this? And if you'd like to provide some feedback, you can go to citycomments at sanleandro.org. So citycomments at sanleandro.org. So in this episode of the Mayor's Report, I'm going to discuss an overview of the city's budget, uh, the city council's direction to create two community advisory task force, one of those being the community advisory budget task force and another the task force on equity and race, the city's response to the COVID-19 pandemic, and then finally I'll touch on the format of public comments during the city council meeting because I think it's really important for our relationship for you to know what the rules are around the Brown Act. One of the council's primary goals is the San Leander long-term fiscal sustainability and I really believe it's one of my biggest responsibilities as mayor is to make sure that we have a balanced budget and we have a way forward, especially during these times with COVID-19 on our tails. So while we have many priorities and especially now with our important focus on equity and race, we really need to make sure that any new efforts through this lens are looked at through the financial situation and whether we're able to maintain a balanced budget to go forward and keep ourselves physically responsible. Unfortunately, COVID-19 has put us in a very difficult situation. It's a very significant multi-million dollar deficit forecasted for just this physical year alone. These last four months have resulted in a huge reduction to the revenues that our city relies upon to fund city services, and we expect the upcoming year to be impacted by a recession. So in order to adapt, we've instituted a hiring freeze and put some special projects on hold, and we currently are exploring further reductions. This is why we're talking about having a Citizen Budget Oversight Committee. They are going to be looking at many of the items we have in our budget and doing a test of whether the residents will want to continue the level of service in some areas versus others and so forth. So it's not something just seven council members are deciding. Um, Having said that, I think the council's done a good job of prioritizing our money so far. For example, we've reallocated funds to assist the public in a number of different areas. And with that, we're reallocating approximately $1.7 million from our police budget. And we'll be looking for ways to redistribute those funds for other purposes with the guidance of the community. And this will be done in a very responsible manner by looking at what services we're trying to either replicate or move to other departments. Um, Community committing nearly $2 million from our community development block grant program for the homeless emergency aid, rental assistance, and food access and family counseling. 
the city gets a community development block grant from the federal government every year. This year we've gotten more money because of the CARES Act and with that we're trying to make sure that we are more in-depth to our community and those nonprofits that are helping people that are less fortunate. Not to say we're done. Um, this is a very important start, but we still have a long way to go. And at our July 20th City Council meeting, the council voted to place a financial adjustment to our existing real property tax on the upcoming November ballot. And if adopted by the voters, we will provide a modest increase in our property transfer tax. And that is a one-time tax that's only charged when a property changes hands. We decided to go for many um, different items we're looking at to make sure that we can balance our budget. Many of those are in-house. As I've mentioned, we have done a hiring freeze. We've reallocated different um, projects to be able to wait to be completed and so forth. And we're looking at each department to make changes within their own department that will help us generate these needed funds and savings. Um, with that, we also think it's very important to make sure that we add some funding to this so we can get through with a balanced budget. Um, right now, San Leandro is among the bottom of cities that charge um, the transfer tax at a rate that we do. We are thinking of making a modest increase to that so that we will be more in the middle of cities like ourselves. Now I'd like to talk about the community advisory task forces that you've been hearing a lot about. If you're interested in getting involved in either of these task forces, um, one being how the city spends its money and you want to help put together our next two-year budget, um, we'd like to hear from you. That's the Community Advisory Budget Task Force, and the other will form um, being a task, task force on equity and race. Um, we anticipate that to be filled after we fill the Budget Advisory Task Force. Um, I want to say that applications to serve on these bodies will be available in the near future, and I hope you'll consider joining one of them uh, to provide your knowledge, your experience, diversity, and appreciation for living in our kind and vibrant city. But we all realize that there are a limited number of spots to be filled, but please know that uh, when you show your interest, we will make sure that we take your contact information, and as we have meetings, we're going to keep you aware of what the meetings are being discussed and when these meetings are happening. So if you want to come and comment at the meetings, you're welcome to do that. Now getting into um, an item that I think everyone is curious about and really trying to navigate their way through is the COVID-19 updates. We as a city are not um, the ones who are putting different mandates on us, but rather we look upon the County of Alameda and also the state for those mandates. So we are not having the authority to do uh, change any shelter-in-place orders or so forth. Um, that is state and county. The, we don't have the authority to modify or revoke these orders, and it's important for everyone to follow them. I can't say enough how important this is. Um, you may think that you know, it's just you, maybe you'll take a little chance and stuff, but when you realize that not only are you taking that chance that you might get it, but that your family might get it. You might pass it on to your families and then they pass it on again. Um, this is really a, a real battle that we all need to take seriously and I can't stress that enough. Many people have 
had it and so many people are living with the reminder because they've had a family member that have had it or most unfortunately who have died of it and so we need to respect their memories by making sure that we do a good job to get this out of our our country so with that um, trying to talk about reopening we are doing that in phases as you've probably noticed we got to the point with restaurants where we were doing outdoor dining and for about a week there was kind of a give and take on whether that was going to continue but we are continuing that um, our restaurants our businesses have shown just a great spirit of trying to figure out ways that they can safely keep the public safe while offering their services I can't thank them enough and I thank the public every time I walk down the street with my mask on which is not natural for me believe me but it's so important and I'm looking around my community and I see the masks around it just makes me so proud of San Leandro and I really want to make sure that we continue that Alameda County has been one of the most cautious um, in reopening, but the recent data that has shown a spike in our cases have said that we need to slow down that reopening, and um, we need to look for a time when for 14 days straight our um, numbers are going down instead of increasing, and at that point then we'll be able to move to another stage, and quite possibly our schools will be able to open with face-to-face contact. One of the things I'm really looking forward to that we have not really talked about as a council yet, but because San Leandro is a kind city where kindness matters, we do have on our website at sanleandro.org a volunteer area where you can volunteer your services, but there are uh, nonprofits, and hopefully I'm going to um, encourage the schools and teachers to get on there with needs and wants they might have for our community. Um, and so you have a child that maybe is having a little problem in reading, and a teacher will put it out that, you know, they need somebody who will commit twice a week for one hour to read with a child, and we can match them up with a person. Um, how that's going to look, I don't know, and this is just the beginning of that thought. But those are the type of things our city, with the kindness we have in it, is going to help the whole community prosper and get over this. Um, and so there, you'll see more information on that to come. Um, and for more information on any of the things I'm talking about, you can go to our website, which is sanleandro.org. For more information on the COVID, you would go to that same web website and look for the, in big letters, a COVID-19 response. Um, if you want to go to the county, the county has a dashboard with really um, intricate information, and they are at acphd.org. I think the city and the state shares related COVID information. We try to share it on Nextdoor, Facebook, Twitter. I encourage you to follow those social media channels if that's what you like. If you have suggestions of other ways that you might get your news, that means your neighbors might get their news in the same way, please comment on that. We have a, a area set up for your comments, citycomments at sanleandro.org. And if you have those comments, I can tell you that they are being monitored and people will respond to you. And finally, I'd like to talk about public comments um, at our city council meetings and any meeting that is governed by the Brown Act. 
Um, you can turn into the city council meetings. We've been having a lot of residents do that. We meet twice per month for regular meetings, and they're uh, usually on the first and third Monday. And then we have three subcommittees for the council that meet and um, are also open to the public. All of our meetings are open to the public unless it's published as a closed session, and there are very few um, reasons that we can have a closed session. Sometimes people come to the meeting and they don't understand what the public comment section means. And a public comment means that um, there are two ways to comment. You can comment directly on an item. If we're talking about the street being painted green and you want to put your two cents in and say, I want the street painted blue or you agree with the green color, you can come. And when that item comes up on the agenda, then you could speak directly to the item, which is very much encouraged because then it's a running dialogue with the council members and you'll hear more information about it. If you come and speak at the public um, comment section on no agenda items, then those are items that aren't on our agenda, so the council can't discuss them. Because if we were to discuss the items that you're bringing up to us, we wouldn't give notice to the rest of the community we're going to be discussing them. So that's why we can't talk about it. So it could be frustrating. You come, you have a couple questions you want answered, you you know want to tell us the way that you think something should be done, and we are up there listening actively but we're not able to comment back on, yeah, we agree or disagree or answer your questions. Sometimes you'll hear um, myself or one of the staff, uh, council members ask staff to follow up with some information, but it's not a give or take, certainly not a discussion on the items you're bringing up because, as I said, it's not. It's per the Brown Act. This is a um, California law that is in place for all government bodies and it's just not fair to the rest of the public who might uh, really when care. we have a whole bunch of people coming to talk about certain items we can limit the, the time that we spend for each public comment you're also free to write the clerk and if you write clerk at sanleandro.org she will read your comments into the record as if you were saying them yourself so that's another way to make sure that you're getting your um, comments relayed to the city. Um, I think that you'll know that each agenda items will have that opportunity, as I say, and so you can figure out what you want to do with that. And then just, as I said, as you make your partnership with your council or your the mayor or, you know, city staff, it's just very important to treat people with the kind of dignity and um, respect that you would like to be treated. Um, I, I talk about San Leandro being a city of kindness, and I sincerely mean that. When you come and talk to the council, or if it's something that we're having some dealing, you'll have my full respect. And and I think that it, it really will go a long way in getting what you want said or what you want done if you treat people with the same way that you're treated. So you'll see that you're City Council is very respectful of you. We're very professional, and it would be great to have that being shown to us, in, you know, in the same way. Um, what I know, just as a person, and I'm talking now as a person and not as a mayor, but what I know is change happens, and in our case, we need to have some change happen, but we need to do it together. And the way you do it together is you work together, you find your common uh, commonalities and then you work from there so you're giving both 
sides a way to express themselves and then work from there. If you're not allowed to talk, if you're not allowed to um, feel like you're part of the solution, it's never going to work. We have a whole community out there. So far we're hearing from many of our community members, but we're certainly not hearing from the largest segment who may feel any which way. I'm not trying to say they feel a certain way, but what my job as mayor, I feel, is to bring them along. We're going to have many dialogues. Some of these conversations are going to be very controversial. Some of them are going to be very uncomfortable for people, but it's really important to know that if people are willing to have a dialogue, that means they're willing to learn and they're willing to change. They're willing to think about what you're saying. So to cut them off or be rude or, you know, accuse them of saying one thing when they're trying to really articulate how they say, that's not going to help us. It's not going to get us anywhere. We need to really have those conversations that people, you know, give that kind of branch of security and feeling of safety um, too. So then we can actually say what's in our heart and move forward from there. I think as my job as mayor is to offer those olive branches to people so we can bring them along with us. Well, until next time, I'd say let us continue to make San Leandro a city of kindness where everyone wants to live, work, and play. We're all in this together, and we're all going to come out of this together. If you have a comment or question about the city of San Leandro, please write to citycomments at sanleandro.org or call us at 510-577-3372. To learn more about the city of San Leandro, please visit sanleandro.org.